Hello, and welcome to episode 126 of the Casual Tryhard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And we're talking Modern Horizons uh, again. Now that it's in the wild, we're going to talk about <laughs> what we've seen. James did some pre-releases. I've been watching content. So there are some things going on. And uh, yeah, Modern is a Modern Horizons format now. The world is crazy. I don't even know what to think about it right now. Yeah. So, if you would like to tweet at us your thoughts of uh, our new Modern Horizon overlords, you can yeah. get at us at Casual Tripod on Twitter. Yep. You can hit us up on Facebook at Casual Tryhard MTG. You can also email us, show at Casual MTG.com. I'm going to tell you about our TCG player affiliate link. It's tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. If you follow that link and purchase anything from their website, we'll get a percentage of it to help you know, pay our hosting fees and cover our costs and stuff, help keep the show going. I am going to warn you, though, don't buy Modern Horizons stuff right now. <laughs> so, use our TCG player link, but not for Modern Horizons stuff. We also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. I would like to thank our newest patron, Chapman. He's been uh, posting up in Discord a lot lately, and he just became a, a Patreon member. So thanks, buddy. Thank you very if, much. Uh, yeah, if anyone's interested, check out his stream. He streams on Twitch every night, I think. So check oh, him wow. out. Yep. Um, we also have a YouTube channel, Casual Tryhard MTG on YouTube. I posted my killer pre-release kit that I opened with 12 rares in it. Uh, that video's up on YouTube. I also posted the set booster box that I opened. Only got one fetch, but it was a pretty good box as well. And as soon as I get my collector box in my hands, I'll, as much as I don't want to, I will crack that thing on video for you guys. Um, so look forward to that probably this weekend, early next week. And don't forget about our Discord. There's a link in the description if you want to hop on in and chat with us, ask us questions. Today was supposed to be the first of our Learn to Play series. I kind of ran out of time, and that episode is going to take a lot of planning. Plus, there was a lot to talk about with Modern Horizons. So we're doing that episode right now. And then this week, I'm going to try and work on the uh, that Learn to Play episode. But if you guys have any specifics that you want talked about, I know there was some limited discussion this weekend on, on the Discord. So we're going to incorporate a little bit of limited stuff with the Learn to Play, especially since I think that's going to be the main way people play, like when we get back into stores. I'm not sure how we were talking about this a little bit, you know, in the pre-show. I'm not sure how many standard events are actually going to be firing. Be uh, like limited, pioneer, modern. Might skip yeah. over standard a little bit. Yeah, I was I was thinking of like all the formats to like get into. Like if yeah. you can like foster a pioneer scene. Like it seems like it is the cheapest, perhaps. Yeah. And it seems like reasonably healthy. Yeah, I mean, no one's paying attention to it right now too, right. too much. Which usually means it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, which is usually a good thing, which means you get to like play a deck that you might want to play. But we were right. saying the pre-show, I, I can't imagine being like, go skip your next mortgage payment to buy a uh, a modern deck. Like, that just yeah. doesn't seem like good life advice. Right. But right. if there's anything else that you guys want to uh, want us to talk about in our Learn to Play series or advice that you wish you had when you were, you know, just starting to play in a store, 
let me know. We'll include it in the series. And part of my plan with this is not only to help all you guys out, but I'd also like to um, kind of promote this series to local game stores to help kind of regrow the magic scene. You know, if somebody comes in and they've only ever played on Arena, I'd like for those people to have a place to go to learn so it's a little bit less daunting to show up at, you know, an FNM and play. At least they know what they're ex- what to expect. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to do a quick aside here. I was sure. going to talk about this in the pre-show, but it does it feeds into like the learn to play series and whatnot. So, did you see you di- you didn't because you're a decent human being. The uh, Twitter kerfuffle about splitting. No. So, some guy I don't remember who it was tweets and was like, "My opponent asked me like I don't know what the event was asked me to split," and okay. I said and I said no. And he was like, come on, man, I've got, I was like, it's 11 o'clock, I gotta drive home an hour. And I was like, you should have made better life choices and didn't split. Oh, wow. And, th- and then I won. God, I miss paper magic so much. And I was like, you're an awful person. Like, there are yeah. people like defending him. And I was like, look, if it's a PTQ and like you really need the, like, you think you're gonna win and you need the invite and the prize money. But mm-hmm. like, if you're like at a pre release, or whatever right. like which if if that was posted this weekend i'm sure it was at probably a like just split like yeah that is like the, the one of the things that like uh, our store has a has at times had a very strong anti-split very competitive uh mindset mm-hmm. yeah and like when it's like 11 o'clock on a thursday right and you and gotta like, work in the morning yeah and like people are like you know, it's like top four and it's just like, look, can we all just take like our six packs and yeah. like twenty dollars in store credit and just be happy? And there's one person like, No, I wanna stay and it's just like <sighs> Like I guess I could concede to my opponent and get like a pack. Right. But like it's like like we're here to have fun mm-hmm. and like I don't know what the difference between like first and second or like what the split was, but like if it was even semi reasonable, just like be a decent person and be like, "Hey, yeah, like I'm, I'm out, yeah. like cool, we can do this." And yeah. as much as this guy got the dunk on that, he's like, "Yeah, I won." Uh, years ago, back at the old store, there was someone <laughs> who came in from out of town, and there yeah. was a from the vault angels on the line, <laughs> and or something, and he. And I was like, dude, you just want to, sp-? everyone tried to split and he just like refused to split. Yeah. And then I like embarrassed him and future generations of his family. Like I was yeah. just locked in. I was like, I'm going to grind you to dust. <laughs> and like, I'm sure he got like hopped on Twitter before that final round and been like, yeah, didn't split. What a loser. And then like <laughs> the, the up tweet of like, got O2 and lost my will to play magic. Like is not a good follow up tweet to that. So is for every tweet that's like, yeah, I didn't split. I'm such a badass. There's like this the the tweet that's like, didn't split. Got clowned. Really right. wish I would have taken my prize support. <laughs> it's like, come on, like be like a decent person. Like just yeah. be cool. That kind of leads me to another aside. Sorry, that's fine. <laughs> uh, we don't have a ton of actual content for this episode, so these asides are okay. I, we got to use the new tournament software. Okay. It was actually really good. Good. Yeah. So I, there, there is a back end that the TO uses. 
Okay. I mean, obviously it's different than uh, were, but it's like has the functionality so they can still do whatever they got to do on the back end. Okay. It's not just on the phones. But yeah, you report right on your phone. It pushes pairings to your phone. It seemed pretty slick. Good. It'll do bigger events. The only thing I'm not sure that it does, because like turnout wasn't super good. We only had like eight or 12 people like for each one. Okay. I'm not sure if it'll do like a cut to top. Like all the tournaments were Swiss, but after like the prescribed number of rounds, it just ended. Oh, it wouldn't like do... it just like ranked everybody. So I'm not sure if there's like an actual, you know, bracket after Swiss or like if that's an option or if they just don't have that option. Yeah, I mean it's not hard to do, but it's not it's not hard to do. And since there aren't like planeswalker points, right? It's not like those matches count for anything. So I right. guess the TO can just be like, "Hey, the eight of you, you were one, yeah. you were eight, you play." Yeah. Right, like they can, like you can do your own bracket, but that is weird that they don't give you the ability to like cut the top. Yeah, maybe it's just like my old age talking, or maybe it's the fact that it's been so long since we played Magic, and I'm fearful for what the community looks like anymore. But I almost want to say that, you know, maybe just playing the tournament and then paying out to your placement is a better way of doing things. I mean, the biggest benefit to that is time right you don't get to the awkward like let's split thing right right you don't have to worry about that and like how many times like a thursday or a wednesday like event Mm -hmm. would be 10 people yep and then we cut the top four right and then you're playing till midnight yeah and you're just like come on it like or there's just like the threat of like playing to how many times did those like 10 person like cut the top four and there was like one match that you were like please let player x win because i know they'll just <laughs> split and we can go right. home yeah and if player y wins like one of us has to beat them so we can split top because <laughs> we won't get to go home right right so like i think that's good yeah i do think that like the idea about the community like i feel like it might just be like the the gear towards more casual right yeah. like that's the that's the casual in air quotes like store pre-release payout was like how many right. wins did you get here's yep. your pack pack per win yeah right and so it's like oh like oh you were first place i guess you get like 12 packs mm-hmm. and second place gets 10 or whatever however it worked out right so i'm, I'm assuming that there's some of that yeah because like that's a more inviting thing well, this weekend was just store credit. Oh, just was store there, credit. And, yeah, you didn't see my when I was talking about that. I did. I just didn't pri- like that. There was no prize support at all. Yeah, Wizards didn't send any prize support, and they didn't let stores order prize support. So if you if you were going to give out packs, you had to not sell boxes and just like eat that. Yeah. Like- yep. So n- normally, what happens? This was a question in Discord, so I guess we'll talk about it now. Also. Normally what happens when you do a pre-release is Wizards will send you booster boxes for free. Whatever you order in pre-release kits, they'll allot you like two packs per kit to do with, you know, what however you want to run your event, but they'll give you that product for, you know, price support to give out to players, whatever. 
on top of that, there's usually an option to buy a couple more boxes at a reduced rate for price support. And then that's outside of your allocation for boxes for sale. This time around, there was none of that. You got your pre-release kits and you got your boxes for sale. So if you wanted to send, if you wanted to hand out packs of Modern Horizons 2 for prize support, you had to not sell a box to somebody. And the allocation was, I think Anthony said he got like 10 or 15% of what he ordered in set booster boxes. So he would have had to not hand somebody a pre box to hand out price support. I'm, I'm just uh, letting like it wash over me that he got 10 to 15% of what he ordered. Like mm -hmm. that's just like, you didn't put it in order. They just randomly picked a number and gave you that many. Like that's not, um, why did you even bother? Or I, if you order a hundred boxes and they send you 10, do they also like send Mark Rosewater to spit on you? Like, I, I think he got no like, sense. I think he said he got 23 boxes, which is what he sold for pre-orders. Yeah, but that's just Okay, follow up. How many mm -hmm. boxes are in a case? Um Cause four, like, I think. If he got 23 boxes, did like his supplier open a case and just take out three boxes? Yeah, I mean that happens. Okay. Did not know that was a thing. Yeah. All right. Wow. Okay. But it just, that just seems like, why is Wizards even bothering to like let people place orders if they're going to send um, you, if they're going to well, cut your order by 90%? Well, they roll, it's not that they just cut it, but they, they stagger the rollout. So he got, you know, 15% or whatever this week. He'll get another. 20% next week and then okay, like 30% the week at like they they staggered over a couple a couple weeks. It should eventually show up. Yeah, whatever you order you will get. Okay. And that's separate from like when I talk about a wave, like a print wave, that's separate from a like the next wave coming in. Yeah, so, so this is all the same like the, print run. And yeah, then... the product has to come off of allocation before they'll do another print wave. Gotcha. And it won't come off of allocation until stores have had their like fill, I guess. Okay. So we've talked all this printing and stuff. So yep. let's talk about the craziest thing you've ever seen, which is the prices of all of these pieces of cardboard. I don't even know what to think. I legitimately don't know what to think about this whole thing. I have never seen prices like this i've never seen demand like this i i'm baffled <laughs> okay so on saturday uh goldfish came out with their ev article uh for people that don't know what that is ev is estimated value it's right. an approximation Expe expected value right expected value yeah it's an approximation of like the dollar amount of singles contained in a box of sealed product. It's not always super accurate because if you get like, depending on the set, if you get one or two good hits, you could greatly exceed it. If you only get one hit, you could like drastically miss it. It's just kind of an average of dollar. Value. Um, and, I'm trying to think of a good like example of that like some sets have um was it core 19 
like all of the mythics were like thirty, forty dollars, and then mm-hmm. nothing else was worth anything. Yeah. So if you didn't get good mythics, like your box was just garbage. I was gonna say like, and another reason that sometimes they're not accurate. I don't know how it is in this set because I, I didn't look at the article, but for the last set where they were trying to figure out EV, there's mm-hmm. not clear numbers on like right. how many of like how many full arts there are per pack. Yeah. Or how, um, many, how many of the, of the special printing. So like it's harder for them to estimate that like, Oh, is it, if it's one in every three packs has a full art, yeah. That is that changes the EV versus if it's one in every six packs. I, I think that's a little bit easier with this set because they did give us a breakdown. Okay. For like set boxes and collector boxes, we we did actually get a breakdown, okay, which so makes it easier. Make it easier. Okay. Yeah, uh, but there's also more variants, so it makes the swings wilder. Like you, you can have a pack, a set booster with four rares i believe in it or mythics yeah and then your next pack could have a diamond lion in it as your only rare and like be worth nothing you know what i mean Oof. like you you could literally have a single set booster three fetch lands in it and then your next pack have absolute uh, fire ice yeah which so so like I think we said this last time we talked about EV. EV is good if you're going to open a hundred boxes. EV is it, almost meaningless if you're going to open one or a pack. Yeah, or a it's, pack. It's it's absolutely meaningless if you're going to open a pack. A um, box, a box. You have more packs, so it kind it yeah. it gets closer. But basically, yeah. it's the more products you open, the closer right. you get to the EV because you're you level out your swings like, oh, I opened a $700 pack or a box and then I opened a $400 box. Like you're Mm -hmm. at 550. Like it kind of leveled itself out and eventually you'll get to whatever the EV is. But yeah. So anyway, so the EVs on these boxes are crazy, right? Yeah. The way that this set rolled out is kind of strange also, which factors into all of this, I promise. So just follow along. If you're not a WPN premium store, so if you're just a regular local game store, you only got set boxes this weekend. You could not get collector boxes and you could not get draft boxes. If you were a premium store, I believe you got set boxes and collector boxes. And then next week, all stores should have everything. Okay. That's important because that kind of skews these numbers a little bit. Draft box EV... As of Saturday, if you cracked a box of Modern Horizons 2, you should expect to get $680 worth of singles out of the box. Whew. How much is a box? Um, I didn't buy a draft box. I'm not 100% sure. The set box that I bought, I think I paid 275 for. And the EV on a set box right now uh, on Saturday was... Nine hundred dollars. Stonks. Nine hundred dollars worth of cards out of a set box. So, um, uh, so that's that's how I got. I should have put Gavin through college on Saturday. I should just been opening. <laughs> yeah, turning two hundred dollars into nine hundred dollars. Well, it's gonna be three hundred dollars, but yeah. 
still a substantial amount. I'm seeing these boxes. Ra- I think they were selling right about $400 a box. Whew. There's a speculation that these boxes are going to be worth significantly more than that. Normally, these collector boosters are kind of a one-and-done deal. Maybe a couple more will trickle in, like if stores didn't take their allocation, but they don't go back to print. So I'm assuming all stores are taking their allocation at this these sorts of numbers. You'd be silly not to. I don't, I don't know what the sealed prices are going to do on these things. Yeah, it's... And th- there's, like, so many desirable cards with, like, you know, the pimp treatments that people are going to want. Yeah. If I could get crazy. away with not opening my box and sticking it on a shelf and not doing a box opening video, I probably would. But uh, I, I already made some promises. So <laughs> look at look at what he does for the people. Look at it. Yeah. So, so nice. Yeah. So, uh-huh. I mean, I've heard predictions of these collector boxes being, you know, a thousand dollars or more than a couple months. Yeah. See, so, yeah, th- this is just insane times for like magic in terms of prices like this like this is not sustainable like this is where we've talked about like just you know if a pack is nine dollars the ev on a pack trends to be nine dollars uh well slightly less yeah but like it, it trends to that yeah right like the, the if the EV on a pack starts at thirty dollars, right, you are pretty sure it's going to end up at nine or a little yeah. under nine, yeah, as time goes on. Mm-hmm. And like, but these are so far above like reasonable. Well, th- there's such a huge disparity, like massive, massive, massive. So. The thing that I have in here in my show notes, and Brian thought it was really funny in the pre-show, so I'm going I'm to read it off to you guys, but if you can take $300 bills and turn them into $900 bills, like that's what you do. So if you're going to buy you know, a set booster box for $300 and open it and now have $900 once you give those cards back, th- that's a no-brainer. So all of these finance guys... And all of the local game stores, if they can take um, hopefully less than $300 if, you know, they're buying in bulk or wholesaler and turn them into piles of $900 bills, that's what they're going to do. They're not going to sell you the boxes. Yeah. So especially while they're on allocation and like being dribbled out into the market, there's no incentive for stores to sell boxes to customers. Like there is no way if I was running a game store and I had a pallet of Modern Horizons 2 boxes that I'm going to sell those boxes for $275 to my customers when I could sell the contents of those boxes for almost $1,000 a piece. You know what you would do? This is a deep cut. You hmm. would hire some version of a McDaniel to I open would. The- It'd be, it'd be, it'd be pallet McDaniel and just opening boxes until you, until you opened all the boxes on the pallet. Then you'd like get him a new shirt that said sorting McDaniel. (laughs) Just, just sort. Listing McDaniel. (laughs) Yeah. That'd be all, all, just all they would do. I mean, sorry customers, but like, that's a no brainer. And hopefully you guys don't fault your local game store for that. That disparity is way too big for the pass up. Like yeah, any store that's been existing on, you know, 
the tightest of margins for the last year through the pandemic. Like prices of these sealed boxes are going to be astronomical until the price of singles go do- goes down. And I don't know which one's going to happen. You know what I mean? Like this yeah. is this is a scale. Like if one goes up, the other goes down. But I don't know where the middle is. Yeah, like this was my thought, and I I wrote it by you, right? Like I kind of felt like the prices of all the singles were artificially high at at pre at a uh, pre order. Yeah. Right. Like, you know. I don't know if it's because we were, like, tricked by Modern Horizons 1, but, like, you know, there weren't, you know, six uh, Mythics that were over $40 or, like, pre-ordering. Well, Modern Horizons didn't have rares over $50. Yeah, that's what I mean, like. That Hogak me... was in most of modern. Like it was half the meta in modern. I think I got and my foils the most for like nine dollars. Yeah, I got yeah, my foils You could for get like regulars 20. for yeah. They, they yeah. were nothing. Yeah, How so much is an Urza saga? Like thir- Like I don't know. Like last I saw, like thirty eight. But I might be like yeah. They're forty dollars for a rare. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. So like I don't know how much of it was. We're gonna jack these up like super high yeah. on the front end and now you have like a case of like price memory mm-hmm. where like well ragavans were a hundred dollars two weeks ago i'm not yeah. gonna let mine go for any less than 60 right. or whatever right and that like is keeping the price sit on it till the price comes up yeah and, like that's keeping the price artificially high and eventually yeah. there's just gonna be so much supply that that mm-hmm. like overrides that price memory right but like magic is a is an odd market where there's mm-hmm. like a window where just like three stores get to say how much stuff costs right right <laughs> and like well two stores because uh channel fireball is not in the singles game anymore yeah but like so like you know star city and like what card kingdom like get to say like hey this well, card tcg co- tcg but like this store this card costs this much cool and then, like, you know, I don't know how many they sell in like, the pre, pre-order pre phase, but it's not like the market, like, most people don't buy during pre-orders. So it's um, not like the market's moving have you a ever, lot. Have you ever play, paid super close attention during pre-orders? I know they do move. Yeah, normally what they'll do is, depending on the rarity of the... And now you have to worry about treatments too, because like in this vein, you can think of treatments as rarity as well. Yeah. Um, but for each like version of a card, I guess they'll put a certain number up and the ones that are harder to get, it'll be a lower number easier to get. It'll be a high number. Like they might put 30 copies of a regular Urza saga up for sale, but maybe only 10 sketch copies. And oftentimes they won't even put up foils. Yeah, most of the times they don't put up foils. Because, like, those are too hard to, like, know what you're going to get. Yeah. And then, like, once they sell through those pre-orders, then they'll, like, revisit the price and see, like, how quick it took to move and either, like, adjust it up or down from Yeah, but, like, starting everything at, like, 50 bucks and, like, you know... Yeah, modern modern players maybe are crazy that they just are like, oh, cool, four griefs at fifty bucks. We're at we're in. Like the cards like that, you're also competing against the Jund players. 
that are used to just throwing their wallet at a problem. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's got black, black in it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I guess I have to own it. Cool. I, I can play that next to Lily. That's got to be a hundred dollars, right? Yeah. But it's just, it's just crazy that the prices are this high. Yeah. And like, it, it's not sustainable. Hopefully. Right. I, I don't, don't know. Like, I, don't, I don't know where it's going to end up because obviously from the price of the singles, there is a huge demand for this product. Otherwise the singles wouldn't be selling for what they are. And like, ultimately that's where these numbers come. People are buying these cards for these numbers. Yes. And because people are actually buying these cards, there's no incentive for the prices to go lower yet. Yeah. Which means that there's tons of incentive. Like I said, you know, at least doubling your money, if not tripling to just crack boxes which means that like that's a whole lot of incentive to not sell boxes. Like I I don't know where the equilibrium come where, you know, if you if you get the price of a set box up to 500 bucks and the singles price, you know, comes down from an EV of 900 to like you know, 525 or 475, like is that where things even out? Yeah, where you where you I, I have no selling, idea. Where you start selling the boxes for 500 because you don't have to put in the Right. The work you don't you spend more money in labor. Yeah, like it depends like, where people are going to put their money, though. Yeah, like, like are they just going to keep? Buying are you willing singles? to? Yeah, are you willing to buy a five hundred dollars set box? Set boxes seem like the the worst to buy in terms of like just buying sealed product. Oh, I don't know. Well, what I mean is like when you have a draft box, right? Yeah. Part of like you've talked before, like yeah, part of the allure yeah. of a draft box is you can play a version of the game with a right. draft box. Well, like, and this, like ar- arguably, it's a version of the game that will never exist otherwise. If you just have a set box, you yeah, have you can't draft it. better. You have better cards contained in that box. Yeah, but you don't have the ability to play a game. Is the fact that you have better cards worth more? than the ability to play the game. And I guess, like, uh, that depends on how good the limited format is, which, from what you've said, and from what I've heard... It's really good. It's really good, yeah. It's really good. So, like, you know, it's weird, because, like, you can say, hey, uh, draft booster boxes, you get the game experience. Mm -hmm. Set booster boxes, you get, you know... The EV. The EV, and then collector yeah. booster like is where you have like the most premium cards, right? So like, which do you want? Like, which do you think is gonna hold like more value long term? Yeah. But yeah, hopefully, like, cards come down to like a more reasonable price point. Yeah. Be- because like, if you wanna, if you wanna build a deck in modern, I I forget who I was watching. It was something like, they said like. 80 like some huge number of decks i don't want to throw out a number but some mm-hmm. huge number of decks had at least four modern horizons two cards in them in the last uh magic online deck dump really yeah i mean it's like, not surprising we're going to talk about some of them in a minute here but it's not it's not surprising at all. yeah so i think the recommendation is like wait on singles and if you can yeah. get sealed product, maybe. But if like, you can don't get sealed singles. product, jump on it. 
I don't want to like speak for local game stores, and I don't want to you know rile up a bunch of people with pitchforks either. But if I owned a game store, I would not be this stuff. Yeah, no, like you say, there's just, just no reason to. It, it's silly to sell boxes to customers for these prices based yeah. on what's inside of them. I know, like we mentioned, the price disparity earlier coming a lot from fetches, where I noticed like the price of fetches are really dropping. During pre-release, most kits had at least one fetch land in them. Most pre-release kits I saw opened. I can only think off the, off the top of my head of like four that did not. And I saw pre-release kits get opened four fetch lands in them. Ooh. So I think the fetches are going to be like way more common than people had assumed they were going to be, especially when there's three different treatments and each of them have foiling. Yeah, so there's like six different versions of the fetch lands. Yeah. So, and that's another thing is like maybe the the regular versions of these cards come down in price, yeah. but the more uh, desirable, let's say, versions hold their value longer. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, going back to grief, are you going to spend 35 or $40 on, like, the regular grief? Or are you yeah. going to spend $60 on the fancier one? Right. Like, well, there's not that much of a difference. And then, like, if more people gravitate towards the fancier one, then the uh, less fancy one goes down in cost. Yep. So, yeah. But this is a a difficult nut to crack. Yeah. Okay. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see where everything, everything falls. So we wanted to check back in with the, the new format. And <laughs> we, we said we didn't think we missed the Hogak last week and we missed the Hogak. Oh yeah. Totally. And, totally missed the Hogak. And I, I like messaged James and I said, we forgot to talk about Urza saga. And he was like, <laughs> Oh, we'll get it next week. I'm like, it's the Hogak. Yeah. So, Oops. every deck that can play Urza Saga is playing it to do any number of things. Mm -hmm. And something that we had talked about when the, it was initially spoiled is the fact that you could get two constructs right. from it. And people are like, oh, wow, a land that makes two threats is really good. <laughs> you don't and was, say. And I was like, yeah. We, we we told you that that's yeah. really good. So people yeah. are like, oh, wow. I play a couple other artifacts and my land just pumps out two five fives. <laughs> and I sure can't does. lose. Oh, wow. So Urza Saga is doing a lot of different things. One is just being a value card. Mm -hmm. But then one, it's just like going in random decks. So there are two different play patterns with Urza Saga. There okay. are decks that value it being a tutor. So they right. want to play it on turn one. And then there are decks that value it for the value it can make from the constructs. And those yep. decks typically want to play it on turn two or later to make that way they sure can make two. that way they can make two. Yeah. So first it gets a map in Tron. It sure does. So it's just another way. It's like, and it's turn three, right? It, it goes off on turn three. Yeah. Uh -huh. So yep, and it goes a, right into play. It's another way that you can guarantee. Well, 
it's turn four Tron, right? Because you don't, right, yeah. you don't get, you have to like crack the map, but right. you like now have like four ways that you get like turn three Tron and then mm-hmm. four more ways that you get turn four Tron. And that's yeah. all Tron's ever wanted. Right. right. It's like, oh, I'm going to like get the Ulamog someone on turn four. Excellent. Yep. Thank you. So it's doing that as a tutor. Amulet Titan. Mm-hmm. All right. Amulet Titan is a deck that has green cards, basically only <laughs> green cards in it. And it's like, yep. yo, four lands that make colorless mana and go away when I need <laughs> to get to prime time. Yes, I'm please. In. So uh, apparently when you have your when you have your an amulet guaranteed like you know on turn 3 if you have an Ursa <laughs> saga and then like you just get to like kill your opponent cuz you generate nine, uh, six mana that turn and get primeval titan yeah it's apparently very good it's really so, good so it's just like you know it's like hey we can play 32 lands and four of them are amulet titan or four of them are amulets awesome yep I mean, I only ever played Emulet Titan for a little while just to kind of get my feet wet in the deck, but that yeah. was, like, the hardest part was actually finding your amulets. Yeah, and then after that, it was just, like, doop to doop to do like, Yeah, I, I mean, you do can this. do whatever you want after that. Yeah. So, many years ago, a wise mm-hmm. man said that food was the new energy. <laughs> Who was that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You should you should be a Patreon on their podcast. They're very smart. Um, yeah. At least he is. Uh, so <laughs> apparently now we're playing busted food decks in modern. Yeah. I, so I tried tuning into Twitch a couple different times this weekend to, uh, catch some footage of this mythical food deck and I have yet to find any. I've seen some, you um, know what they do? They're bringing back feasting troll Kings for free. Yeah, they are. The deck plays like all cards from the last two years. It's like Eldraine and like Asmore. Yeah. And that's it. It's just Eldraine yeah. and Asmore. Yep. And it's just like, yo, I'm going to make all the foods. Mm-hmm. And it's like, cool. Oh, they they play, um, what's that other guy? Um, Some of from Kaladesh. The, from Kaladesh. Yeah, the... Oh, Oval Chase Oval Daredevil. Chase, yeah, Daredevil. Yep. When you sack an artifact, you bring it back to your hand or something? Or when an artifact comes into play, you bring it back to your hand? Yeah. It's a 4-2? Yeah. Garbage uncommon, like, not really playable, but this deck, it seems to work. There was was a brief and glorious phase where we were playing Bartered Cow. (laughs) Okay, I didn't see that one. Yeah, you remember what Bartered Cow does, right? I do, yeah. So, you discard it with the cookbook and you get two food. Yep. So, yeah, but you really need to have your oven or your cookbook. And Ursa Saga gets your oven or your cookbook. It does. Hammer Time, the meme deck that became a real boy. <laughs> uh, the yeah, thing I mean, it's want... like even realer now. Yeah, the thing you want most in that deck is the hammer. And... How much does that hammer cost? Uh, Uno. Oh, cool. So you can get that with there's a saga too. Yeah. And like it lets you play like some garbage two drop to put it on. Mm-hmm. You're just like, I don't know, pure steel paladin. <laughs> cool. Equip. Attack. Yep. 
did it. Yep. In affinity, like, and now when I say affinity, I'm so talking. So we have actual affinity now. Honest to God, the word affinity, affinity. So when like I wrote this whole... out, I meant like all of the affinities. But yeah, we have actual affinity now. Yeah, but it gets like every card you want in that deck. Yeah, it, I mean, it gets every card in hardened scales also. Yes, doesn't get you the. It doesn't get you the the the, the arc mound. Well, the 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 actual scales. Well, right, but it, I mean, it gets you all the dudes though. Yeah, it gets you everything else. So, aside, real quick. So remember mm-hmm. how we were all like, "Why the hell did you get rid of Mox Opal? What did Mox yeah. Opal ever do?" <laughs> Mox Opal was banned six months early because of this deck. Probably. How ridiculous would like your turns be if you were like uh, Artifact Land, Mox Opal, Ornithopter? I guess I'll tap one and play a Frogmite, and then just play three more Frogmites. <laughs> a year ago, like I mean, you got the the new Frogmite too. Yeah, like the deck's just like and you have the new uh, cranial plating. Yep, that has living weapon. Seems that thing is so annoying. Seems reasonable. Yeah, so yeah, it just like it gets everything in that deck. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're a monster who hates. <laughs> everything it gets the entire lantern control deck you want lantern gotcha you want like a ghoul color spell gotcha codex shredder gotcha uh, yeah do you think we're making up card names right now no we're not these cards were all put in a deck and it was good somebody somebody was streaming it this weekend right probably like ugh. um i heard rumblings like somebody somebody that wouldn't typically be on was streaming yeah but there's so, a saga over the weekend yeah so like and you know it has like a secret mode again in affinity and lantern control so we're just talking about it tutoring but it's also right. a land that in affinity makes an 8-8 right <laughs> it makes a two mana 8-8 and then yep. it makes another two mana 9-9 and then goes and gets you something else and makes that a 10-10 <laughs> it is a land that makes two 10-10s in in affinity yeah like it lets you dare i say slam the door and lantern control i guess i'm just i guess i drew my land i guess it's two ten tens you're dead like no you're supposed only to mill worry me about your top two cards yeah like april just mill but we'll mill that i mean to uh, be fair though like i'm assuming lantern still plays bridge and like fair. the constructs are never going to attack yeah but like if they don't have their bridge uh, you know, yeah. you know they're coming for you. Optimus yeah. Prime and his and his boys are coming. <laughs> um, and then, like I said, the other way is the like value engine of just like I'm not an artifact deck, but I have right. a land that makes two bodies. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, I sent this to you. And yeah, that's why I, I included it because it sounded super sweet. Oh, so it's busted with stage. So Thespian yeah. stage through a level of rules interaction that I don't understand. If you <laughs> copy the Urza saga, when it has the ability, I make a construct for two mana mm-hmm. with thespian stage. And then then like copy another land that isn't Urza saga the mm-hmm. the thespian stage keeps the ability to make 
the constructs. But because when you get to your main phase, it's not... It's not a saga anymore. Or do you have to copy it with the trigger on the stack? I don't remember. Either way, I'm pretty sure you can do it during your upkeep. Yeah, like... The... The car, the land keeps the ability to make the tutus, right? So like you can just turn your thespian stage into pay to tap, make a star star construct, right? For the rest of the game, it never goes away. Seems pretty good for three mana. Yeah. So um, it's something that was like. The rules, the explanation is like Thespian Sage copies at one level, but Urza Saga, or one layer, but Urza Saga puts stuff on another layer so it doesn't get overwritten. I was just like, I don't understand. Cool, whatever. Yeah, this just works. tell me how it works and it doesn't this matter. Works. That it... Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, like, people are also just like Saga Stage. Now I just have a way to keep pumping out tutus for the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, like in Legacy Depths. How do you like beat that as your B your B plan is just like yo I guess I'm gonna make two twos till you die? Well, I mean it also goes and gets your needle. <laughs> it gets your needle for your wasteland yeah. and it gets your mox diamond if you're playing the mox oh, diamond version. Yeah, that's cute. Yeah, you're just like, what do I need? Okay, cool. Done. Yeah, so it does everything. Yeah, you're just like needle your wastelands so you can't ever yeah. get my thing. <laughs> and oh yeah, by the way, I'm gonna turn my thespian stage into a basic just to make sure you can never wasteland it yeah all right cool see it just does everything and it has the problem that gets cards banned of it's colorless and goes in every deck every deck every deck is better yeah for having an urza saga i guess every deck that has that wants an artifact that is zero or one mana right i mean i mean even if not though yeah, but like, yeah. Even if you just want, like, I'm gonna pump out two constructs, like yeah. that's good. Mm-hmm. But like, even a deck like Death Shadow, where like the only thing you can go get is like a Mishra's Bubble, that's cool. Right. Yeah, like, that's fine. Draw a card on my land. Yeah. Yeah, I have my Loris, but I just need to draw my Bobble. Done. Mm-hmm. Drew my Bobble, and made two constructs along the way. Awesome. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, it's. The card's wild, and I'm sure that it's going to be doing a ton in modern. People aren't yet calling for it to be banned. Oh, I'm sure it's coming. But I think there's a lot of like, wow, this is kind of the stuff that gets cards banned. Yeah. I, uh, I have, I opened one. We'll see if I get any in the collector's box, but I don't foresee myself purchasing these until the dust settles, because... There is a very real possibility they are on the chopping block. Yeah, like I have, I have four Hogax. I don't want to be in that situation. I, I think I'm going to wait till they are like, you know what, this is this is too much. Yeah. Maybe we get to the other side and it's not too much, and they're just like, okay, like the format like settles out. But yeah. we went through six actual decks that are playing the card, <laughs> plus yeah. just. Any deck who wants to go to Value Town. And those are only, like, from two sets of results. <laughs> yeah. Like, like all of those decks are only out of, 
like one and a half deck dumps. Yeah, so it's not like we're even like done with what yeah. Urza Saga can do. Yeah. So, yeah, there's it's doing a lot. It's craziness. Mm-hmm. All right, our new archetype, other than like you know classic affinity, like mm-hmm. being again like keyword affinity. Right, coming back. Yeah, coming back is yeah. the like as more food deck. Yeah, there's a couple different versions of this deck too. They kind of all have positives and negatives. I yeah. don't know which one's going to end up being the best one, but this deck is the real deal also. Yeah. Like it's- everything is just super like value engineer. Kind of the same thing that like the food or sacrifice decks were doing in standard. I mean, you're playing a lot of the same cards, but as more like supercharges the whole thing and like makes it modern power level. So like this is basically the most powerful like parasitic mechanic archetype in the history of like modern. Mm-hmm. Right. Is there like there's not just another mechanic that it's just like play cards from two sets. Like I guess like affinity like the current effect like yeah but infects like three cards and then the best pump spells in the history of magic that's true right this is play as more it says food on it play right. all the stuff from eldraine that says food on it yeah play more cards from modern horizons too that say food on it and you have a yeah. deck i mean that's true right like these are the these are the things like in standard when they mm-hmm. like just like pre-con an archetype, right? Yeah. When they just like make zombies an archetype, mm-hmm. right? And you're just like, oh, okay, I guess like we have to play zombies because they, over the course of like a year, they just printed a, one mythic zombie in each right. set. And I guess we yeah. have a zombies archetype, right? Like this just seems like they were like, yep, we're going to make a food archetype in modern. Yep. Here it is. So like you've got, Asmore getting the cookbook, which makes food. And then mm-hmm. Asmore is also your removal because you sack two foods to kill a creature. Yeah, and like making foods is laughably easy in this deck. Yeah, it's, it's trivial. Like I've yeah. seen, like I've like not seen anyone play it. I've seen the other side. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, they have like 10 food on the, on the battlefield. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, how? And they also have the annoying like cat oven interaction where they're just like, you can't yep. attack on the ground. Yep. Yay. Uh, um, <laughs> and so you're just like, oh, okay. Like, this is absurd. And yep. then they're bringing back Feasting Troll Kings or whatever. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's just, it's wild that we just yeah. have this this archetype that they just like dumped right into yeah, the Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Right. The joy the card was cool, like when it was spoiled. I thought it was Yeah. Cool. Yeah, you're like, what's it I, gonna do? And you're not like, uh, yeah. oh, it's gonna be like a tier one archetype from the jump. <laughs> like that's just wild. Feasting right. troll king. Yeah, it no I I wonder how many foils of those, because like at no point in my life was I like, yo, dog. Feasting yeah. troll king is gonna be a four of in a modern deck. No, no, I mean it has the hallmarks of like, oh, it does something for free, but there right. was never a, a way to make like enough uh, uh, food. food 
Oh, I yeah. do have a foil. Oh, I have my. a foil also. Oh, my. Oh, man. Kids are going <laughs> to eat, maybe. Wow. Use it for shingles. Use it for shingles, yeah. That's uh, that's roof money there, baby. That's right. Um, but, yeah, I I don't know. It's, like, the joy of, like, older formats is, like, playing a deck, like, Infect, right? Where you're like, okay, I have these three cards mm-hmm. from one block, and I'm going to play it with, like, Noble Hierarch that I don't think was legal when that set was legal. And I'm going to play Blossoming Defense because that wasn't legal. And I'm going to play like Pendlehaven. Like I'm going to play all these cards that like were never legal together. And I'm going to make a deck. Right. Right. But for them to just be like, yo, just go grab like your commons and uncommons from Throne and like a rare. And then just grab all the cards that say food. Yeah. From Modern Horizons and something will shake out. It's just weird. well, I mean, like what's crazy is that stuff is still standard legal. Yeah, I mean, like it, it's it, not even out of standard yet. Yeah, I, it it could be maybe that Throne of Eldraine was like the worst design set in the history of Magic. <laughs> no, come on. Power power <laughs> level wise, like it's yeah. it's up there. Yeah. Right. Like okay, so Affinity was busted. Right. Yeah. Fine. Like Affinity, no good. But like. There was a modern affinity deck that like eschewed all the like affinity cards eventually, right? Mm-hmm. Like Brazen Borrower gets played in Legacy consistently. I mean, there's a whole nother deck that we haven't talked about yet that yeah. plays Brazen Borrower and Bonecrusher Giant. Yeah, and it's not in standard. Right, it's in modern. <laughs> it's like, in modern. Like this set is like absurd. Yeah. So we were kind of excited, right? We were like, oh, cool. They like made Enchantress. Mm-hmm. The the downside of like making Enchantress or like putting Reanimator in is like you just, it's just, it feels like forced almost, yeah. right? Like you, yep. you lose that like natural thing that these formats were supposed to be, which is the like collection of this yeah. like mismatch of cards from across 15 years mm-hmm. when it's just like, no, you need these eight cards, right? And oh, you didn't have a good reanimation target, so we 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 made one for you. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, so I have to buy literally just these packs, and I get basically this deck. Indeed, you do. Please give us your money. Excellent. Yeah. So yeah, I I don't know. It's weird that like this is a tier one deck in like a week, mm-hmm. right? Like not a deck. Dust off your witch's ovens, got a deck. Like, the thing that's crazy to me is there are, like, sub-archetypes in this food deck. Yeah. And, like, there's all reasons to be in each one. Like, when the dust settles, what does that mean? Like, I I don't think... I mean, there's, like, one or two of them that are clearly not as good as the rest, but, like, there's two or three viable ways to build this deck that yeah. like aren't laughable and like you could have an argument i think that there's and, like the, they're, they're not the same deck either yeah i mean i think that there is the argument that it kind of turns into tron versus eldrazi tron right when, like, where like both decks like hang around and mm-hmm. one will be slightly better than the other when like the situations arise 
Mm-hmm. So you could see like yeah. going back and forth in those archetypes. But yeah, it's yeah. it's like wild. For, for a deck that never existed though. Yeah. For that to have happened, it's it's crazy. And it's crazy. I mean, okay, here again, the content people crave. Yeah. Let's just do a quick scryfall search. Okay. Right. How many uh scryfall is currently offline for maintenance? Uh oh. Scryfall. You gotta make me go to Gatherer? Because I just wanted to see <laughs> how many cards have the word food on them. Right? Like like how many cards are we working with here? Thirty-six. Thirty-six. So there are thirty-six cards with the word food on them. Yep. And like one of them is like oh god, what is it called? The the one in the green one three. Oh, one of them is from uh unstable. Okay. So 35, and then yeah. one of them is, like, unplayable, like, common. Yeah, one of them is from Commander. Okay. So, like, we're only dealing with, like, very few cards. Yeah, like not really. And, like, some of them are, like, colors that you don't want to be in. Yeah, I mean... Oh, know. and one's Oko that's banned. Okay, so like <laughs> there might only be 28 cards that are like you could even remotely think about playing. Yeah. And we've got two or three different versions of a deck that has 28 possible cards. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like how do? How does that work? <laughs> I like, don't know, man. I mean, it seems funny like this set they wanted to like do stuff with like tokens. Yeah. Right? But, like, they could have just as easily decided that, you know, it's going to be awesome. We're going to make the best energy decks ever. <laughs> right? Like, in, I know flavor-wise it doesn't work, but, like, Asmore could have got, like, could have, like, made energy. Pay two energy, kill a creature. Yeah. Or something, right? Like, that's... But they were just like, nope, food tokens. Yeah. And it's weird also that they were like, hmm, we're going to make clues and we're gonna make treasures and we're gonna make food tokens huh which one should we make the best i guess food sure yeah food food yeah, yeah. gatherer says there are 26 cards that are both modern legal and safe 26 26 and one of them again is curious pair yes one of them is curious pair and one of them is that bad removal spell one of them is a Merrileaf Rider. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, I mean, some of them are just awful. So, yeah, we're, like, at 20 cards? Like, come on. One of them is a six drop that makes three boars. <laughs> <laughs> and when the boars die, they make food? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah and one is not... turned to pumpkin. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. we're not, like, dealing with, like, a ton of cards here. Right. And to have like multiple archetypes. Someone yeah. pointed out that like the fact that there that there are artifacts on the board, mm-hmm. they are just like a free piece of cardboard. Yes. That then you get to do something else with. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you get to like, because isn't there like an Urza version of this deck? Uh, that's what I was just going to say. Yeah, there's an Urza version that Odin uses it for mana. Yeah. So like, it's just. Like, hey, spit out some mox sapphires. Mm-hmm. The best mox. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so food. 
has been a problem yeah. the whole time. Crazy. Again. Who, 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 who's the one that said it was energy? I don't know. He's, he's got a very nice beard. Whoever oh, okay. People yeah. remember him for his beard. That's right. And, and his takes, but we can't remember his name. <laughs> but, yeah, it... I don't, I don't understand how, how we get here. And then Living End is like feeling itself right now. It is, yeah. So I told you that I had uh, popped onto Twitch this weekend to try and catch somebody streaming the food decks. Yeah. And instead, I saw almost everybody playing Living End. Again, there's like a bunch of different versions of Living End. There's the like the classic Cascade version. And then there's the the as for told version with like the cascade in it as well. Well, and then there's the neither. There's like a bug shardless version that doesn't play as foretold and isn't the old Jund version. Yeah. Like I think that like I think the best version is probably like Teamer. Could be. Cause like I think Violent Outburst gives you so much against like a control deck. Mm-hmm. Where like at, at their end step you're like violent outbursts and then they counter it. And then you're yeah. able to cast a uh, pact of negation. Yeah. Cause like you can't like protect your living end with a pact on your turn. Right. So like, I think that's just, and they can't, they can't pact you back because mm-hmm. it's their turn. Right. So I think like teamer is probably the best, mm-hmm. but yeah, there's like a bunch of different ways to build this deck. Yeah. Now. And it seems solid. Like yeah. from what I saw. And it's doing a lot of the stuff that we had talked about. Like it gets to play the blue cyclers. Yep. That are just like good cards when they're in the on the battlefield. Yep. Like and they pick the force. Yeah, they get the force. Yeah, they just yep. get it's just way better than like, you know, you know, what we were like you know, we went from like cycling commons to cycling rares. Mm-hmm. And well, like, I mean you're still cycling a couple commons. You're but... still cycling some commons, but like it was like all commons. Right. And now you get to like cycle a few rares in there mm-hmm. as well. And like, that's just a, an up and power level. And you have the, you know, I can play force of negation. If I was lucky enough to get someone before they went to 80 or a hundred dollars. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's, that's good. And I guess like we already touched on it. The other like return of a classic archetype is like just affinity, like artifact mm-hmm. aggro. Yeah. So there was a Saffron Olive video. He did a budget version of this deck that he said has about a 50-50 win rate against like all of his testing that plays like all the art, plays 16 lands and they're all the artifact lands. All the new artifact lands? All the new artifact lands, yeah. Well, yeah. 12 new artifact lands. And there's 16 lands. It was four Dark Steel Citadels, four oh, okay. Ink Moth Nexuses, and then oh, gotcha. eight of the, uh, I think it was, I think it's playing the Grixis colors. Okay. Like blue, like blue, red, and blue, black. Because mm-hmm. it was, he was mono blue. But like, he got stony silenced. Ooh. You know what that does? None of your lands tap for mana. You get hard Karn. Ooh. That's you get, awkward. You get Karn Mycosynth Latticed. But you, <laughs> you already had the Mycosynth Latticed. Yeah. You just get. And it only costs you two mana. Yeah. You just get Dunzoed. He's like, well, he's playing against Enchantress. Game one, they played uh, a Ghostly Prison and was like, yep, can never beat that card. <laughs> scoop and then the next game they like, turn to stony silence i guess this is a matchup we could never win scoop <laughs> but yeah but like you've got like an artifact aggro deck that has come back and i mean people are yeah. still like i don't 
think they're particularly good, but people are playing like the domain decks. Yeah, I I did see one list. I hadn't really heard any buzz about it though, and I hadn't seen any. I don't like people are playing them. I don't know if they're good. Yeah, but they they are getting played. Okay. So, but I mean, it's just like there are so many things right now. What's gonna happen is in like two mu- two weeks, we're gonna mm-hmm. shake out and like there's gonna be a top ten deck in- decks in the format. Yeah, in the format's gonna but like. It's it's crazy, like like what new decks came out of Modern Horizons one like Hogak Urza, and I guess Yakima's Hospital. Yeah, but I mean that didn't even come out until like late in the format. Yeah, much later. It was well, yeah. it was because Hogak was so busted. Yeah. That it was. Yeah, like, but I mean it, it was even like way after Hogak. Yeah, no. Like we had already moved on from Modern Horizons by the yeah, time. Yeah, but we, but we did around. like we did Hogak. Yeah. And they banned Hogak, and it was like, oh, Urza's ridiculous. Yeah. And then we did Urza until they started banning stuff out of Urza. Yeah. And then we got other stuff that went away. But, and, and then, like, Yagma's Hospital or whatever. Yeah. But, like, they, like, improved some decks, but it wasn't like they just, like, were like, yo, here's, like, four archetypes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Hold, hold my beer. Yeah. Yo, here's like four archetypes. Yeah. Yeah, good good job guys. We're going to make four yeah. new archetypes. Also, yeah. I haven't had a chance to read it, but I need to. I just got to put this out here for the world. So mm-hmm. Sam Black for his Star City articles apparently yeah. has been doing talking about the development of Modern Horizons 2 when he was brought oh, okay. in as a consultant. That's and cool. appa- apparently one of the big issues he had when he was doing it was Loris was not nerfed yet. Oh. So like Brian Gottlieb brought this up and he was like, he was trying to build decks with Modern Horizons two cards. Yeah. With like full powered Loris. Oh god. And like was just like, guys, this is not okay. But they were like, <laughs> I'll just focus on Modern Horizons two. I can't. This is not okay. <laughs> and and apparently oh, the other man. thing that came out of the out of this article was uh he had to tell them to nerf squirrels. Oh really? Apparently squirrels, squirrels were, were busted. Good. Which like weird. But yeah. one one thing that like Brian and uh, uh Jerry had brought up was maybe the fact that the fact that like Loris was in the format led to like some of the one and two drops being a little bit more powered down. Oh, maybe. Because, like, maybe Dragon Rage Chandler got plus three, plus three. Yeah. Or, like, had Surveil 2 on it. And was just, like, not okay when you have a Loris. Yeah. But maybe... So maybe some of those cards got, like, toned down because Loris was, like, a 12. Mm -hmm. And they were like, well, we can't give them a bunch of eights when they're going to have this 12 in their sideboard all the time. Yeah. And then they were like, okay... We'll make these uh, eight sevens and they might just like fit better in the format because of it. But yeah. I think it'll be, I think it'd be interesting to go and read that star city article. Like, I don't know if it's on premium or not, but like usually after like two weeks, they the, drop off a premium. Yeah. So, and like, that's an evergreen article, right? Like that's yeah. his experience designing modern horizons too. Doesn't like get invalidated by like a tournament result. Right. So, I think that would just be an interesting thing to like kind of look at Modern Horizons 
two or spoilers three. from the next set before pre-release <laughs> professional professional <laughs> like That's pre-releases right. hadn't happened yet and we got spoilers for D. so i'm i was taking gavin for our our morning cheerio death march which yeah. is i walk between one and a half and two miles and he just sits like a person from wally just okay. slumped, slumped down in his slumped down in his stroller tricycle combo, just yeah. shoveling Cheerios into his face, like just like a blobby little person just eating, right? And like I'm like scrolling through. So like sometimes if I don't have any like good podcasts to listen to, I'll scroll through uh, YouTube to see if there's yeah. like a video I can like just listen to as mm-hmm. I'm walking. And it was like a, a saffron olive talking about like a new like Dungeons and Dragons card. I'm like, why are we getting these now? I mean, I don't know when you were doing this, but they came out on Friday or Thursday or Friday. Like they were legitimately out pre-release. Okay. Like the only one I heard about was, uh, cause I wasn't looking was just the, the new mill card. Yeah. There's a white card too. Okay. Oh, the, the, the floopy Fluffle. dupe or whatever. Yeah. Floopy yeah, whatever dupe or whatever. Like, if it takes damage, like everyone draws a card. Yeah, you and target opponent draw a card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not playable in standard. <laughs> not yeah, playable in one v one magic. I uh, mean, unless unless you got a Narset. Yeah. Fun. fun. Yeah. Fun. Fun. Speaking of Narset, I totally. Have like twice in the last like week cast a faithful's looting into an R set. You'd think after two years, I'd oh, yeah. No, I, I, I'm guilty of that one too. I did it today. I mean, I've got no problem with the shame scoop. So yeah, I was just yeah. like, "Well, you that got happened. me." That happened. Yeah. Like planning yeah. whole turns around casting your faithless, and then like, oh yeah, crap. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. But yeah, it's crazy that we're getting cards already. Yeah, it's that perpetual hype machine, man. You got to yeah. keep it rolling. Keep it cranked up. Like, let people get hyped for Modern Horizons 2 pre-release for a weekend. Like, <laughs> it's like, is the like thought process like, oh, when I'm talking about the new set. While they're at pre-release playing. for yeah. the, at yeah. the pre-release. Yeah, we want them talking about the next set after they've already spent money on this set. Just want yeah. their like, eyes forward looking at the yeah. next thing. Goals achieved. We ratcheted up the price of singles to drive up the price of sealed product so we can scam them on Amazon. Yeah. But now we got to use the hype to get them excited for D&D so they do the same thing next time. Yeah. Okay, again, not an economist, but like if if the price of singles was like lower, but yet mm-hmm. people still wanted to like buy boxes, like I almost feel that's better for wizards. Right, I know. know. Right, like because then more people can play your game. So, so here's the thing: is Wizards only makes money when some some place buys sealed product from them. Yes, like they don't make money any other way. Correct. So, is it beneficial for them to super hype up a set? cause an artificial scarcity get people to FOMO in the week after and then just make more sets that do that because that's what we that's what we've done yeah so far this year we've got 
two sets that we wouldn't normally have gotten. And we're getting an extra set this fall. So we got three extra sets this year. What's the extra set in the fall? Uh, they're split in Innistrad okay. into two sets. That's, I was just making sure there wasn't another one. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, so you, you might be right. We've got might... three extra sets, which gives us seven sets this year, which is a set every other month. Yeah, it's a, a set every, like, seven weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, like, I mean, somebody has to be looking at their and seeing that, oh, we can use FOMO to our advantage. Let's ratchet up the secret layers. The only way they can get them is if they pre-order. They got to get them then. You know, that's how to get them on FOMO. And then if we do, you know, more set releases instead of longer times between them and, you know, milk each set release, if we just do more set releases every and we'll throttle back product to not give it to them all at first, you know, make an artificial scarcity, make them FOMO in, dump all their money, and then just get them on the next set. Yeah, like somebody has to be running those numbers, and obviously it's working. Yeah, that's what. Uh, So speaking of FOMO and secret layers, so did you see what they are doing with mechanically unique cards? I heard. So, what they're doing is they've just come out and said, like, "Hey, secret layers are going to have mechanically unique cards. Get used to it." Yeah. But what we're going to do is there's going to be a six month exclusivity window. Mm-hmm. Where you can only get these cards from secret layers. Yeah. And then we will put them on the list right. as a magic alternative. Mm-hmm. That, so like, it's not going to have like the same name and artwork yeah. as the secret layer. But like they're the same card. So like if like, I don't know, 11 is just like right. the most busted card in history. You mm-hmm. can't play like 11 and then, like, whatever the magic would be, like, the magic card would be, like... Run an 11? Yeah, run an 11, or, like, you know... <laughs> or, like, you know, Sage of the 11s or whatever. Right? Yeah. Like, those those cards, you couldn't play eight. Yeah. Like, which someone point uh, Saffron Olive was like, how can you take... There are, like, two cards in magic, like, Cathar Shield and something else, that have different names with the exact same text? Yeah. But you can play eight of those, but you're right. gonna be, not going to be able to play like four of your secret layer and then four of the magic version that have different names. Yeah, that's crazy. But and yeah, also so, like putting them on the list doesn't fix the problem. Not at all. Like it doesn't do a thing because yeah. like list like cards you, are you like buy one an entire. In- yeah, you buy an entire booster box and get four. Or- yeah, you get like four and then. That's not enough to, like, actually move any numbers. Right. So, like, you know, again, like, I'm still going to keep playing Depths, and if, like, they print some, like, busted, like, Depths secret layer card. Yeah. Where you're just like, ugh. So, apparently, they printed Sylvan Scrying at one mana, but it's... (laughs) Looks like I got to get that. Yeah, but it's, you know, I don't know, a summon the summon the velociraptor and it's just like chris pratt like <laughs> doing the velo- doing the thing where he like gets them all to stop yeah. and like well i guess i have to play four four of these yeah or like wait for you know 
the list version, but like, what if there's like a tournament? That you, what if, what if there's a paper tournament and you need paper cards for it? And you're like, well, I guess I have to buy this. Yeah. Well, oh, and so that's like a whole nother thing though, is because list cards aren't foil. Yeah. Like you couldn't get a foil of it. So you yeah, have to use so, that one. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's not like a reasonable fix, but they are like, like, you know, they are definitely trying to use like the FOMO thing where like, oh, you want to get a magic version, but you have to be like six months out. Right. Right. So like if you if this card would like if this card ends up being like a top tier card, which yeah. I don't know if they know how to not like how to judge that anymore. <laughs> Supposedly, they were going to be commander focused, though, right? Like, didn't they say that they couldn't go into details, but they were going to specifically reference like something having to do with commander? Okay, if they like specifically mention like can be like must be played from your command zone, or can yeah. only be played if you have two or more opponents. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Right, but. I give you Golos and Hogak and <laughs> um yeah. the I other myriad. The other Nexus myriad of fate. Nexus of Fate. Um I'm I'm convinced that the um ultimatums were commander cards. Yeah. And yep. like two of them just like have like rendered like the arena formats unfun. Mm-hmm. Like, no. Like I don't believe them that they can be like this is a commander card. Well, yep. what I think happens is they're like, this is a commander card. And then someone goes like, I don't know if it's powerful enough. And they just knock two mana off of it. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, this is an everywhere card now. Yeah. <laughs> right? This is an everywhere card. I I have Goloses in a stack because they were played in Legacy. Mm-hmm. They're played in Vintage. Fun commander card. <laughs> so, Vintage stacks. Plays yeah. Golos. So if they were like, you know, if it's like can only be played from your command zone or something, fine. Yeah. But like even like the stupid like Lotus thing. Mm -hmm. It like has had its day in the sun. Yeah. And legacy. Was it with doubling cube? Yeah, yeah, because you it makes the mana like usable. Yeah, it makes half it makes three mana usable. Now, yeah. like, I don't think it actually did anything, but like, yeah, it's cute. Yep. So, yeah, I don't know if I believe them that they know how to make cards that are just fun for commander. Well, we're gonna find out. We're gonna we're gonna find out. So I don't have real arena news. I just I just want to just put something out into the world. Okay. So they had the historic all axes event. You can play sure. any historic deck you want. Yeah. Every other match, Tybalt's Trickery. <laughs> really? You can play any deck in historic. Tybalt's Trickery, dog. That's what I so, want my time. I understand I it was... is the quickest oh, way to possibly win a game, but still. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. I was actually really excited for this event because there was like right off the top of my head like four decks that I wanted to play that I like haven't gotten around to you know deciding where I'm gonna allocate my wild cards for because I can't build 
Yeah. So I was really excited. I was looking forward to this because I could, you know, see what the decks were about, test them out, and then, you know, possibly try and, like, allocate some wild cards afterwards. Forgetting that, like, the one time they allow us to have God accounts pre-release weekend? Yeah. Oops. Come on, wizards. <laughs> yeah. For real? <laughs> that that does not seem like it was the best planning. Yeah. Well, I'm, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they did it on purpose. Yeah. I mean, another thing, I feel like I've been on Arena more recently than mm-hmm. I had been. Mm-hmm. Have they just stopped doing the like free gold and free gems in the store? Like, um, I can't remember one this season at all. No, they, they, there was a couple of them. Okay, they, I, um, I don't know if I just don't remember them or like I miss them. The but, last like, couple seasons, I think they've come out pretty close to set release. Like the set the will come out. Yeah. And then, and just then go they'll, they'll put a couple of them out. Yeah. And then they don't do it. Because like the only reason I check the store is to see if it's like gold or gems. Yeah. And I'm constantly disappointed. Yeah, they did do a couple. Actually, I think they did one last week. Okay, I must have missed that one then. Yeah. Okay. So, with that, I think we have a show. Yeah, I think we got a show. I'm going to go dig through all my Eldrain cards and sell all the ones that say food on them. And then... Uh, <laughs> well, you think for... that deck's going to get banned, too? No, but, like, I don't know. Is it, like, just peak food time? Like, Daddy's going to buy a roof. Like, come on. That's true. <laughs> um, shingle that... <laughs> Shingle that three with uh, thing with a, uh, a stupid cauldron familiars. Um, Hot shingles in Brian's neighborhood. Yeah, really. Um, <laughs> sounds like you're just very itchy and painful. Uh, <laughs> so if you would like to talk about what you're playing with Modern Horizons 2 cards, you can get us on Twitter at Casual Tripod. Yep. You can also hit us up on Facebook at Casual Tryhard MTG, or you can drop us an email, show at Casual Tryhard MTG.com. Um, don't forget about our TCG player affiliate link. If you are going to buy anything, make sure you use that link. It'll really help us out. However, I would not be buying Modern Horizon stuff. I'm going to be keeping an eye on the prices, so check out our Discord. I'll probably post up there once I start to see things normalize a little bit. So stay tuned for that. The link to Discord is in the description. It's also on all of our social. If you can't get in, shoot one of us a message and we can send you a link to get in. That's not a big deal. Also, if you want to support us a little bit more directly, you can do so at patreon.com slash casual tryhard MTG. Patrons get early access to show notes. They get to listen to us during our pre-show rambling where we just kind of talk about whatever necessarily magic it's magic related. Well, also on my to-do list is the next round of Patreon givebacks. So those should be rolling out really soon. Um, I do want to give another shout out to Chatman for hooking us up, becoming our newest Patreon. Thanks, buddy. If you're looking for uh, streamed magic, make sure you check his streams out. And catch you at FNM. We will catch you at FNM. <laughs>